Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the November 9th version of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. This is Coach Alan DeRitter. I guess you can hear by the background noise that I'm at school because uh, really we got a game tonight, and so I have to do a remote recording of the show. So I always start off our show in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, thanks for letting us have this show. Thanks for the support that we've gotten. Pray that uh, we'll continue to help. Uh, all of our youth and coaches and parents are involved in youth soccer, especially in Louisiana, to get their due, what they're not getting in the mainstream media. Please help us be able to serve that role and honor you in all we do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Before we get going, uh, to, well, we got a good show tonight. Uh, on our second segment, we're going to interview Coach Mark Matlock, and we're going to uh, focus on the predictions of North Louisiana. I don't think you're going to find anything shocking with the North Louisiana uh, um, uh, predictions because, you know, the powerhouses are still the powerhouses. But I think one thing that you're going to see is that the quality of the of soccer in the North continues and continues to improve because of coaches like Coach Matlock, you know, and uh, it just continually gets better. And, uh, and I'm going to let him say, speak about it. Uh, for this issue, for this uh, um, segment, I like to just kind of reiterate my frustration. This is Laurent here. When it comes to junior high soccer, I'm just so disappointed with the state's ruling that that if a freshman is registered to play JV or, or varsity soccer, that they can't play junior high ball. I mean, I spent 25 years having my good freshmen that were good enough to play and even start on varsity have a chance eight times this season to play with their their future senior brethren, okay? And uh, and now we just can't do it, especially at a small school. Like, I'm at De La Salle, which basically we're th- – not basically, we are a 3A school. And, and uh, I do have a junior high team, but some of the players are good enough to be on the varsity. And so those guys there are not going to get to get a chance to be able to compete with their uh, classmates at all this year because I need them on varsity. And so they're going to go and they're going to watch. Uh, I saw it affect our football team this year where, you know, a kid knows he's pretty good. He's playing on varsity. But uh, if he gets a chance to play people his own age, he gets to really see or she gets to really see, you know, that their future is extremely bright. And their teammates get to see that, you know, that what they need to do to be able to be on par with them. And and I just hope, uh, especially if you're in the uh, coaches association, I just hope that next year we can reverse this rule. Right now it's done. Uh, I'm going to go into junior high tournaments without my best junior high team. And, uh, and and I just I just find that's a shame. Um, I understand the legality behind it. I'm not complaining about that, but I think we just um, 
uh, we threw the baby out with the bathwater. Okay, uh, that's that's just what I'm saying. So anyway, uh, none of my junior high players are going to be registered with the LHSAA. So any of you junior high teams out there, uh, Mandeville Junior High, Lafayette Junior High schools, if y'all want to play my eighth and ninth grade team, give me a buzz and I'll be coming running. But I won't have my best team out there. Okay, I want to thank Club Soccer for sponsoring uh, tonight's show. Again, uh, this is the time for them. I got some emergency needs I just sent to them, and they're able to process it and give you personalized attention, which is quite refreshing in this day and age of ordering things online and whatnot. And uh, uh, they have the experience of being coaches and uh, knowing how much a hassle it is to get equipment. So, uh Give a look there to Club Soccer, okay, uh, clubsoccer.com. And uh, and anyhow, we'll see you all after the break on Monday Night Football. All right, everybody, we're here with Coach Mark Matlock, uh, one of the better coaches in the state by far. And uh, he is going to give us the lowdown on what teams we should watch uh, in the north, okay, uh, from an eyewitness point of view. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks, I appreciate you having me on. Okay, good. So let's start from the the big the big girls. Okay, Division One. Uh, what do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, I definitely think for Division One, you always have to start with Bird. Um, Coach Leverman runs the great program there, and um, despite the fact that they always graduate a strong senior group, they seem to uh, just reload, and they're always in the top ten um, every year. And I expect it'll be the same this year. So by the end of the season, she'll for sure have them ready to compete with all those top South Louisiana teams. So uh, definitely look to see Bird there. And then I would say Captain Shreve would probably be next. Um, they've got a new coach there from last year, Coach Lane, who's done a good job of of getting some girls from the club side to, to go to Shreve there. And, um, you know, they, they had a, a nice realization last year in the playoffs when they met North Shore, but I think they, um, they'll do a little better this year. They're a little more experienced. And they've got a good freshman class, so I expect them to, to have a good year as well. Um, and then I would say if the other Division One teams probably Parkway, um, getting Peyton Pipes back, who's one of the top strikers in the state after an ACL injury. Um, I look for them to be competitive there. And then um, you know in the East probably West Monroe for Division One. Um, Coach Barron always does a good job with West Monroe and having those girls ready also. Okay, uh, it's just so weird to hear West Monroe and soccer in the same sentence. It's awesome. It shows you how far we've come. You know. But what about Division Two? Uh, Division Two, I'd definitely start with Cato Magnet. Um, we actually had a chance to scrimmage them last week, um, and it was a good game uh, with them. Coach Lee's got a a good group of core players. They did graduate um, some top senior players, but they got a good group of young freshmen and sophomores that got some good experience last year. So uh, I think with Division Two, they'll be very competitive. Um, and then I would have to say Neville. Um, over the last couple of years, they've been right there at the end. Uh, usually get a good seed with that. Um, I know the North Louisiana power ranking bias that everyone talks about, but Neville is usually in the top five. Um, but they've they've proven that they deserve that the last couple of years. So I expect Neville will be there. Um, and then possibly Benton. Uh, Benton's getting some more year-round club players um, with Coach Thompson out there. So um, we get to play them on Saturday, so I'm looking forward to to seeing how they'll be this year. Yeah, I think uh, we're, we're expecting them to really go deep in the playoffs last year. Were they young, Benton? They last were. Year? They were young, and and they're just kind of getting on the 
you know, the cusp of getting some, some girls involved in the year round programs up here. Um, and I think that, you know, now that this is going into year two of them having some more club players and, um, putting some high school recreational teams together, at least they're getting more of their roster playing year round and that's going to help them. All right. Great. Well, how about division three? Um, definitely start with us, I guess. Um, Loyola, we, we lost four good seniors last year. Um, but we do have a a full roster of club kids and, you know, we've had been fortunate enough to be deep in the playoffs or in the finals the last few years. And, uh, so a lot of those players have played in big moments and big games. And so I think that experience will help them. Um, I'm always thinking, how how am I going to replace this senior class? And then it always seems to work out to where those young kids step up and, you know, get better throughout the year. So I think that definitely we have a chance to be there at the end again. You have any more Matlocks on that team? Not till next year. Uh, we have an eight, I have an eighth grader. She's my last one. So uh, I got a one year, one year lull with no Matlocks. So, uh, but coming soon. So I'm committing to another four years after this and we'll see what happens. Oh man, they're lucky. <laughs> All right. Well, how about D4? Um, D4, I think, before we don't have many teams up here in D4, um, Evangel would be one, Calvary. Um, they, they always compete well um, in terms of, you know, getting to the playoffs. And uh, I know Evangel has a new coach uh, this year, Pedro Rodriguez from Spain, who's here coaching with the club. And I think he'll do a great job with them as well. Um, and then on D3, just back to them quickly, I'll throw in Sterlington as a, kind of a, a bit of a sleeper. That's not on many people's radar. Um, we played them in a very tough game last year, and they did pretty well in the playoffs. And now they're starting to venture out more. They're coming to our tournament uh, to play some some top teams and some better teams. So I think that they might be one to look for um, that is maybe not the traditional North powerhouses that we always talk about. Okay. Can you speak for the boys at all? Yeah, sure. I think um, – just like the D1 girls, uh, this year I think Bird has the best chance to uh, to really be successful. They've got a strong physical group of players. Um, I, I think that if there's going to be a year for a boys North Louisiana team to make a really deep run and have a good chance, it's Bird this year. Um, they've got a very talented group of boys there. Again, all all club players. Um, and I remember last year reading on the message boards, people talking about how big they were and they, they are a big group, so they're strong and physical and, and play and can run. So I think they, they'll put up a good, uh, a good fight this year with some of those top teams. Um, okay. Then I would say Captain Shreve and Cato Magnet again, um, coming in right behind them with, uh, you know, Shreve losing some, some top players that went and played at the next level. Uh, it may take them a little bit to, uh, to kind of find that starting group in that lineup, but I think that, uh, they'll they'll be a strong team again this year, um, and like I said, Cattle Magnet. They've got a good couple freshman kids coming in off our 06 team that have been state champions at the club level for a few years now. Um, so I expect they'll make an immediate impact, even as freshmen. Um, Coach Baltov here with the club. His son is a freshman there, is one of the top players in the state in that age group, and I think he'll he'll really help them this season. You think they're a top ten team that can contend with St. Paul's? Um, I don't know if they're going to contend with St. Paul's, but, um, I think bird can play with St. Paul's cattle magnet. They are D two. Um, so I think okay. D two level, I think that they can, they can compete there. 
for sure. Awesome. Well, how about uh, D3 and 4? I know Starlington was on, and D4 was made a run last year. Yeah, I think they were the seventh seed. Yeah, I think Sterlington, um, I'm not sure what they graduated, um, but I, I suspect that they'll they'll also make another run again. Um, and then I would say Loyola would be another one on the D on the D three level that um those boys got a good group of freshmen too from that 06 team uh coming in and they've got some good senior leadership um and a great striker and a couple midfielders with Bruno Palmieri um playing up top, who's one of the top players I think in the state. Uh, they they should be very good, and I think they'll make another run uh, at least quarter semifinals for sure. Yeah, I broadcast their game with Vanderbilt last year, and uh, they really, if if they're as young as I thought that they were, they're definitely going to make some noise this year. Yeah, I agree for sure. Well, okay, you got the mic. Okay, usually South Louisiana gets all the talking points. Anything you want to say to the people in the South? <laughs> um, you know, we're ready to play. I think that the top teams in the North are definitely going to be competitive like they have been. Um, but I think that as a whole, the, that second tier teams that, that we have here are going to also make a jump, which I think is, is important for us in North Louisiana in terms of soccer. So a lot of those teams that typically were only playing their district schedule are now venturing out, playing in more events, playing better competition. And I think that's only going to continue to elevate the game in this part of the state. So I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to coming down to Copa and to uh, the Elite Invitational in, in Lafayette and seeing some of those top South Louisiana teams. And, uh, you know, hopefully some North Louisiana teams will be there in the end this year to represent us. So that's what we're hoping for. Are you going to be at the showcase in Lake Charles? I will not be at the Lake Charles showcase. No, I don't know. We're going to Copa uh, and then we're going to go to that Elite Lafayette Invitational. Um, I didn't know if Lake Charles was still having their tournament this year. Okay, yeah, we're, they're they're doing their best to try to get it to, to get it going. So, but but anyway, I was hoping I could see you there, but I won't. It looks like I'm gonna have to see you in the playoffs, and I, I know you're gonna be there. All right, thank you for taking time for your busy, busy, busy schedule, and uh, I wish y'all all the best over there at Loyola. Appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. All right, everybody, that was Coach Mark Matlock. We thank we thank him for his time, and uh, again. It looks like there's no surprises up there in the north except the quality of play, especially with with the way the club ball is going up there with Cabosa and Nelsa that um, uh, we can just expect deep, deep, deep runs um, from all these teams. I'm expecting Bird and on the girls' side to really, really be hungry this year too. So uh, we'll keep our eyes open. Next week we're going to uh, be kind of focused on central Louisiana and what they bring to the table for this year and this season. It's been fun. I have a game tonight, and uh, uh, soccer's cranked up. Hopefully, we'll be able to play the whole season without any lockdowns. May God bless you and your family. Get in touch with me at Monday Night Football. It's at MNFUTBOL on Twitter and on Facebook, and I'll be glad to uh, to answer any questions you have or, or um, cover any issues you want to cover on Monday Night Football. We'll see you uh, next week. God bless you. Carpe diem in Christ.